Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton back with you once again. We apologize that there was no episode last week. Sometimes, you know, schoolwork gets in the way, life gets in the way. But um, we're back again this week. Thomas? Thomas? How's yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, Two-game winning streak for my Cowboys going into Thanksgiving, so that's pretty awesome. There you go. Who are the Cowboys playing this week? Redskins. Ne- oh, the Skins. For the divisional Thursday. lead, yep. Oh, really? Yeah. And the Redskins just lost their Yeah, Alex missed them for the year, so terrible hit. Did uh, you watch that hit? I didn't. I saw that. a replay. It, it looked just like Joe Theismann's. I mean, yeah. it's just awful. Wish him the best recovery, so... I heard I saw Joe Theismann's tweet, and then I was like, "No, I'm not watching that." So. No, I wouldn't want to watch it again. It was just on. I kind of glimpsed up at it. So yeah. So, uh, so NC State got back in the win column uh, on the football field. But first, I think we should uh, give some due to um, the soccer teams whose seasons ended uh, this weekend. The women's soccer team uh, won a couple games in the NCAA tournament before losing to UCLA last night. Five to nothing. It was a really good run run for the women. They beat uh, Northwestern uh, in the first game, and then on Friday night they beat um, Santa Clara in penalty kicks, uh, five to four in PKs, and the game was tied one one. And then last night they fell to UCLA five nothing. Second Sweet Sixteen trip in in three years, um, and Tim Santoro has really been been doing good things over there for the women and then the men um they lost yesterday to maryland i believe it was three nothing was the final score don't quote me on that but uh they had beaten campbell four to one earlier in the week in the first round so uh the men won the first ncaa tournament game in recent memory i can't remember exactly how long it is first back-to-back ncaa trips in um in a long time as well but um, you know, kudos to the soccer right. programs and in the toughest league in the country, in the ACC, um, they've really started to make a name for themselves. And, and remember, this is only George Kiefer, Kiefer's second season, uh, and Tim Santoro has been here a little longer than that, but three years now where, uh, the women's soccer team has really been one of the best, definitely in the ACC and has been, become a threat in the NCAA tournament. Um, but good run for those guys. And, uh, you know, I think I I was going to talk about, you know, what it says about the whole athletic department, but I feel like we do that enough. Yeah, we do that a lot. I mean, it's great to see teams that don't get a lot of like media coverage, um, being playing well and make multiple trips to the NCAA tournament in, uh, like consecutive years, uh, especially with swimming and diving all the ACC championships they've won. I think cross country is doing really well. So just across the board, the athletics department is uh, in a good spot right now, I right. think. Right, and it says a lot about Debbie Yao, but we're not going to get into that again because I'm pretty sure we've done that at least once already this year. Um, but it's getting into the winter sports season. Uh, women's basketball is um, in the top 15, actually, and, and they're 4-0 right now. Men's basketball, obviously 4-0 also, but they haven't really played anybody. Um, but we'll talk about football first. Uh, NC State. We weren't here last week after NC State lost to Wake Forest, which was really um, – it was a soul crusher. Yeah, it was. It was a bad loss. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a rehashing of whole old losses because any state fan – a lot of state 
a lot of the pessimistic That's right. state fans would love to do that with you, but this was as bad as I can remember. Yeah, it was just really disappointing for state. I mean, at home, uh, national televised, what was it, 20 point favorite? Mm. You've I don't only think got, it was quite 20, well, but it was, it was 17 it was or lot. something. Yeah. yeah, definitely the clear favorite. Um, a little bit of momentum from beating, I already forgot who they beat the week before Florida that. State. So Florida State. Yeah. Played really well, I thought, against Florida State and thought they were going to come out and play well. And the offense just didn't click at all, really. The run game, awful. And drops in the end zone and, what, one for six in the red zone for touchdowns. That's just not going to get it done. So still a little bit of work to do. I thought they bounced back well, but that was definitely disappointing. Yeah, it really was. Um, You know, in in terms of worst losses, um, you know, I think State's lost to worst teams before. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Right. Um, But – in terms of what you had on the table. Right. NC State had a clear chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, right. They got Kentucky to lose. Kentucky at and Tennessee. West Virginia lost. So. Yeah, West Virginia's lost, and now Syracuse has lost. So. State would pretty much be a shoe in for the Peach Bowl at this point. Right. But um, that's what makes it bad. And obviously, Wake Forest had to back up quarterback and, and all these other things. So we won't rehash it, but um, that's. That's why it was so bad for me. And it was up there with – I mean, State could have had the best season in school history, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, you lose those type of games. That's just how That's just how it works. Right. You know? Um, you're never not – I mean, people talk about getting to the level of Clemson and Alabama, which I don't think NC State will ever do that. But, I mean, if you're in their position, every single loss is a heartbreaker like that because it can ruin your chances at a national championship or a conference championship, where if you don't get that, it's disappointing. Right. So if NC State – my point being, if NC State gets to the level that they want to be at, you're, every loss is going to feel like that Wake Forest lost it. Yeah, I mean, they still – they had a lot – like that loss cost them a lot, but they can't forget that there's still a lot to play for. I think right. people forgot that. I mean, what, 9-3 nine, nine and three and then a chance at a bowl game? So that would be the 10 wins that right. State's only seen once in a program. So still a lot to play for. And yeah. I think the coaching staff, by the way, they played Saturday and just ran up the scoreboard on an awful Louisville team. Like, that yeah. seemed to get across to them pretty well, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the best thing that you can hope for after the Wake Forest game is you learn your lesson because, you know, State fooled around with Wake Forest, I really thought. I didn't, I didn't like the play calling. I didn't like the red zone play calling. And it looked like the coaches learned their lesson at least for one week. Right. So we'll see if they keep it going. State was much better in the red zone, but they still weren't throwing to Kelvin Harmon. He had the one touchdown that was, I think it was like a 25-yarder. It was outside the red zone, which 25-yard line, whatever, close right. enough. But So they're still not throwing to Kelvin Harmon, which is really my my main, I don't know, my main issue. Issue, yeah. Sure. Um, but it was a lot better, and the execution was a lot better, but obviously the team was a lot worse. They did it against... But, I mean, look, if the coaches learned in the Wake Forest game that, hey, we, we need to be more aggressive, we just need to play with this, use the strength of our team, then I guess it's a success moving forward. You know, tough losses teach you lessons. Right. So if that's a lesson State can take away from it, then, you know. If they, if they needed that loss to potentially win out their last four, then it might, it might have been worth it. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. I mean. It's still disappointing, saying, but. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about it, though, was ESPN had stayed as heavy favorites in each of the last four games, 
but they still only gave State a 55% chance to win out. It's hard to win that many games. Like, it's right. hard to have a five- or six-game winning streak, which if State had won out, it would have been five. Like, that's hard to do. Yeah. And, you know, four ACC games in a row, like, that's tough. Now, that's not saying State shouldn't have done it. They should have. But, you know, it's tough, and you got to give credit to Wake Forest. They came in uh, and played well. Um you know, as for the Louisville game, I mean, right, it hurts because you're not at the New Year's Six. That's why it hurts. Yeah. And you should be. Um, but State still has a really good chance at the Camping World Bowl, which is a pretty good bowl. Um, you win the next two games, and I think it's pretty certain that State will be there. Right. Um, that's what it seems like to me anyway. Um, and that's a good bowl game. You'll get a good Big 12 opponent, um, which some people may or may not like because of the passing offense that they would most likely bring. But. You know, if you play a team like Texas, that would give you a good chance for a win over a team that doesn't have that good of a passing offense, but it's a name brand. Right, I was going to say. they're really not that good. Yeah, if you're able to, to get one of those name brand teams, it, it really helps with the exposure, uh, especially if you can right. beat them. I mean, I think every people across the country are going to watch whatever bowl Texas is in. So uh, teams like that, it'd be really good, really good challenge for State, but maybe they can rise up to that and play really well and finish yeah. on a really good note. The Camping World Bowl, I think, I mean, it's the highest ACC bowl that's, that's uh, what's Possible. it called? Possible besides the Orange Bowl, I guess, this year, but the Orange Bowl doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, I mean, so. you have the Citrus Bowl in there, too. Yeah, it really... gets kind of confusing, but still the Camping World Bowl. I mean, it's better than the Sun Bowl, the Belk Bowl is what I'm trying to say, right. the Pinstripe Bowl. So The, the bowls have, two, have tiers. Yeah. There's Tier 1 and Tier 2. And the Camping World is not in either of those teams. Right. It's better than both yeah, of those. Yeah, the Camping World picks first. And I was wrong a couple of weeks ago when I said it was ACC outright number two. Um, now I believe it's they just get to pick first. They pick whoever they want. Right. That, yeah. But they just can't pick but so low down the standings. I don't really know I how all that works. but You can't pick a team that is two more wins than a team ahead of it. Two okay. less wins, I mean. Yeah. So if NC State's 9-3, and three, they couldn't pick a 7-5 and five Miami over NC State. Right. But they could pick an 8 and 4 Miami. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean NC State looks like it's going to be the clear choice at 9 and 3. Um they would take NC State over Syracuse or Boston College Agreed. and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um So yeah, we'll see. It's been an interesting year in the ACC though. Yeah, it has. I'm surprised Pitt's been playing really well. Um after they lost to Carolina and then barely they beat Syracuse in overtime, which surprised me at the time. Now looking back, the way Pitt's been playing, it doesn't surprise me that much. Well, um, I think what you've seen with Syracuse, and it took them two overtimes to beat UNC Chapel Hill, right? and they lost to Pitt. Syracuse is still struggling to find consistency, which, I mean, I guess every team is. But they really, really play down to the level of their opponent. Right. and Or up to the level. Um, so, I mean, Syracuse reminds me of NC State a couple years ago, where when they're playing a really good team, it's dangerous. But when they're playing a bad team, you know, it's dangerous for them. Right. So, um I don't really think Syracuse is that good. They got destroyed by Notre Dame this past week. I don't know if you saw that. It was they scored three. They scored a garbage time field goal, and that right. was it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Boston College lost to Florida State, and um, Pitt won the Coastal, which is just crazy. Six teams, six different teams have won the Coastal in the last six years. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I think it's good for each team to get a little exposure. Um, we don't want the same two teams playing each year in the championship game. So for them, for that, for that side to at least get to rotate a little bit, I think it's good. But it also shows the inconsistency up and down the board on some of those. I mean, I think this is as good a time of any to talk about the divisions. Okay. Here's my idea. I don't know if we've talked about this before. 
I, I think we can all agree that the divisions are terrible. Right. And they need to be switched. But I don't think that's going to happen because nobody in the Coastal wants to switch. No. I mean, I don't even know what they have to do to go about switching them. I I think uh, I've been told that it's been a little reversed, you know, right when Virginia Tech joined the, the league and what they went three in a row and yeah. everyone was whining for a reshift or whatever they call it. And uh, I don't think they ever got it. And so now it's kind of backwards, which is funny, but yeah. I mean, they, they say it's cyclical and it is, I think. But where Clemson is right now and where Florida State was, Miami hasn't been on that level in f- over 15 years. Virginia Tech has never been on that level. And so I just think it's unfair to all the other teams. I mean, I was talking to somebody in the press box at Louisville about it. And, you know, Clemson is so good. You got Florida State. Then Louisville had Lamar Jackson. NC State's building a program. Like, those are your top four teams. Like, that's ridiculous. What do you, what are, who is a good team in the Coastal? Right now? Yeah. I don't think there really is one, is so Pitt that's good? why you asked that. Where would Pitt finish in the Atlantic? Uh, I don't know, fifth, fourth or fifth, maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess they beat Syracuse, so you got to give them that. I think they could beat Boston College, so third, you fourth. Think? Yeah, I'm in the middle, where, you know, where all the teams normally stack up. So, But you're right, I mean, I want to say, like, if, if State or – Definitely Louisville with Lamar Jackson have been in the Coastal. They would have at least won oh, at least one division championship think, by now. So I think Syracuse, NC State, and Boston College all would have won the Coastal this year. Yeah, I agree. And NC State for sure would have won it last year. Yeah. But, okay, so here's my idea. You put the one, one – whoever won the division – won the conference last year on one side. Whoever finished second, whoever lost the championship game is on the second – is the second team. And then you go by record. So the third best team is on the same team as the second. So it's basically a snake draft. So one on one side, two and three on the other. Right. Four and five with one. Yeah, I got where you're going. Five, uh, six and seven on back with two and three, and so on and so forth. So you want to switch it every year? Switch it every year. I kind of like that. I mean, there's no like there's no geographical significance no. to it right now. No. Like there's not a north and a south or anything, and the rivalries. If you really want to maintain the rivalries, then you can just have like you play. Like, you play your rival every year no matter what. Right, which they do anyway. Right. So, I I don't know, but... Yeah, I kind of like that, especially because, like, there's so many teams now. I mean, what, State plays Duke every once, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, to get a little more, like, to play... A- NC teams. State has played Duke and Dave Doran's second year, and Georgia Tech in his first, and now they're playing Georgia Tech before they're playing Duke again. How does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, I don't get how they ended up doing that, but... I mean, I would either I would either do what I said or I would get rid of divisions altogether and do what the Big 12 does. Yeah. Because it's just not fair. Like, rotate who you play every year, and then eventually it'll even out. Like, UNC Chapel Hill has to play Clemson next year, and it's like, finally. Right. Like, they, have a, they never have to play them or Florida State. Like, it's just – it doesn't it, – You should run for commissioner. Yeah, I should. I'd I, vote for you. Thanks. Yep. I, it just – you just have to give every team a fair chance. And, I mean, like, NC State has had, has had is looking at two back-to-back 9-1 seasons, which would be the f- third time in school history. But they can only do so much because they have to play Clemson. Like, Clemson is a guaranteed loss every year, basically. Right, just about. So it's just, it's just not fair at all. And six Coastal winners in the last six years, I mean, come on. It's not because there's parity either. It's because they're all terrible. Yeah, they're definitely not playing – I mean, well, even Miami right now, so. last year was what eleven and one, and then they got obliterated by Notre Dame, Clemson, and 
I think it was like Wisconsin in the bowl game. And so it's just like they weren't even that good. They were just 11 and 1 cuz they were in the coastal. Right. So that's my, that would be my idea. Like you have no reason not to switch it every year. Right? Like there's nothing holding the divisions together. Like if it was north and south, like all right, I'd get it. Right. Or east and west. I'm not even sure how you do east and west, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. So anyway, that's my idea. Um Moving on to uh, this week's game. I saw uh, an NC State beat writer say that this is the game that's um, circled on everybody's calendar. I could not disagree with that statement more. I mean, I don't know what circled on everyone's calendar is. I, I would be a little nervous if I, w- if I was State. I mean, Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. just saying, talking about the importance of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially for Coach Fedora. And if Carolina wins this game, then, like, it in some way doesn't feel like the season was a complete waste. Okay, but I'm so. talking about from an NC State perspective. Okay, yeah. Most important games. Do you think where where do you think this one ranks for coming, this season? Yeah. I mean, coming into the year, it was third at best, at best. Okay. With Clemson and West Virginia. I was gonna say if Clemson's not one, I, I don't really yeah. know what we're talking about. I mean, so. Clemson is the game that is circled on everybody's calendar, right? Because that's how you win that division. And obviously what happened in the last two years. But uh, then I would have had West Virginia next. Right. And then I don't really think any of the other team states played have really been that good. So no. I think you can make an argument for UNC Chapel Hill third. But, I mean, like last year, that would have been – they would have been behind Louisville and behind Florida State for sure. Right, definitely. So I, I don't know. I just don't see – people like to talk about, you know, UNC Chapel Hill being NC State Super Bowl. And obviously this year the roles are reversed. But I just saying that this is the game that NC State has circled on its calendar. Like yeah, I'm that very just confused. feeds into that. Like Com- that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm confused how that's even an argument right now. I mean, I coming into the year, I thought Chapel Hill was a bold team, maybe going to sneak out six wins. That didn't seem to be the case. A lot of trouble at quarterback. Uh, they beat Pitt, played really well that game. I watched that one. They played well in a couple other games where they should have won um, at Syracuse and a few more. Uh, finally got a win this week over uh, Western, who's not good, but oh well, still a I win. Mean, it was, uh, they only yeah. won by twenty three, which right. against one of the worst teams in in the entire Division One. Yeah, but I think they've they haven't played extremely poor all season. They've yeah, just they've, played. They've been close, right? They haven't played well enough to win. Um, so you just hope for if your state they don't put it all together in this game that someone yeah. decides to. I mean, they have put. I think. I mean, I guess I haven't watched them in the last couple of weeks, but I feel like they have put it all together. It's just they don't have, they have don't have a quarterback, right? So, so the rest of their team is decent. I think this is one of the better defenses they've had, which is not to say that it's good. It's just better than terrible. Um, so I agree with you. This is absolutely a game that NC State can lose, um, and it concerns me. Um, but they have issues at quarterback, right? Uh, Nathan Elliott is extremely limited, and their defense, once again, it's not good. It's better, but it's not good. And uh, so I think State should be able to do whatever they want against them. Yeah, I really look for State to pressure uh, whoever's back there playing quarterback Elliott. Try to keep him uh, – I try to keep him in the pocket and make him throw over lines. He's a oh, little shorter. Sure. Yeah. Um, and play him a lot of man coverage and just make him throw it into tight situations and hopefully the defense comes up big. Yeah, make him throw it down the field. Yeah, that's what you have to do because I don't think he can. Yeah, um, but yeah, I agree. I think NC State's going to do what they want to do every year. NC State runs the ball well, right? Um, and I I don't think this will be any different. 
Um, I think maybe they learned their lesson against Wake Forest about that too. You get you got to mix it up in the run game. Right. I mean, stretch play after stretch play against right. Wake Forest, and I didn't see much. I don't I don't know how much I was paying attention, but I didn't see much of Ricky Person at all against Wake Forest. So no, he he played. He had one drive where he played really well. Once again, I think he's banged up. Okay. And um, you know, Reggie Gillespie's been a lot better. Um, but going back to the predictability of it, like your offensive line can be as good as you want and your running backs can be as good as you want. But if your running game is too predictable, they can only do so much. Right. And so I think that maybe, you know, the running game wasn't as predictable on, on Saturday and it was a lot better. So that's something you got to take forward from that too. Um, and then state throwing down the field. I think, I mean, NC State's wide receivers can beat anybody. Right. So, um, especially a team like this. This dang, this game definitely scares me. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, I think Vegas has State by six, and that seems about right to me. Yeah, especially because it's on the road. I mean, State seems to be like up and down, play really well game, don't play so well, maybe still sneak it out, play well, don't play well. So if we're going on that trend, they're probably not going to play as well as they did last weekend. Um so yeah, six points. I might give it a little more, maybe eight, nine. But yeah, I think it's gonna. It's not gonna be I a mean, blowout. My question is: usually you give three points for home field advantage, right? UNC Chapel Hill is not gonna have a home. That's field That's where advantage. I got eight, nine. So yeah, so I'm not sure if Vegas accounted for that. If that makes sense, like, do you think they said, "All right, it's four or five on a neutral field," but? No, I don't think they thought that far. You, you not all the it. way in Vegas. Now they they right. they might not know enough about North Carolina. So well, we'll see. I mean, six seems about right. If I was a betting man, I would not touch that line. Okay, I would I would not. I'm just concerned about State winning a close game. Well, State's also surprised me just a little bit. I mean, we thought uh, Florida State was going to be really close for whoever won, and State seemed to be in in control of that the whole game they were in control and won semi big um yeah so games like that is it i don't it could be a blowout state obviously has the offensive firepower to just first quarter first half and be done with it so i don't know it's tough yeah it's it's hard for me to predict i've thought about it and i don't really have a prediction yeah state could either decide to try to run the ball and hold the ball and keep it lower score or just absolutely down the field down the field down the field and score every three minutes so they yeah. can do both, which I think it's good for an offense to be able to do both, maybe mix it up a little bit. Um, but that makes it so hard for us to sit here and try to guess what the score is going to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd probably go 31-27 NC State. Okay. Something like that. But, I mean, they're a good team. They have a good offensive scheme. Um, they've got some good skill players. They run the ball well. Um, it just comes down to do they keep running the ball? A lot of times they just abandon the run, and um, it doesn't work well. So I think I'd say thirty-one twenty-seven. I agree with I agree with you. I think State could blow them out of the water. Right. I mean, I, what I think is if State plays like they did against Louisville, State would win eleven games this year. Right. But you know that aggressiveness just isn't always there. Maybe it'll be there again, and State wins by three touchdowns, which would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, especially you got another game to play, so maybe you can get some more second string, third string in there, mm-hmm. um, more practice for them with uh, some seniors going out in a couple games, and then also try to stay healthy. You know, you've got December first against East Carolina, and then maybe like what three, three and a half weeks off, and then a bowl game. So yeah, I mean, th- you never know. 
how a team's going to come out in their last game of the year when they have nothing to play for. That's right. Um, so they have they have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Um, could they save Larry Fedora's job? Yeah, I was going to ask, know. what do you think about that? So, I, If it was me, I would say there's nothing he can do to save his job. Right. Do I think there's a situation where Chapel Hill wins the game and he keeps his job? Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not. I haven't read up too much in all the numbers on how much it his buyout me, would be or whatever, but it sounds 14, pretty complicated. Fourteen so. million dollar buyout, which is which is really the holdup. Right. So if they win, I could definitely see a situation where they keep him. Personally, I would not do that. He would be out the door. Um, they're just really bad, uh, and they're not well coached. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't come down to that. I've. You know, the, I think the talk was they thought they were going to keep him, and now it's turned it's turned into they don't think they think he's going to be gone. But uh, we'll see. I I just think I don't know. I think it'll be a close, and it's dangerous. Like I said, the next two games you're playing a rival who right. w- really wants to beat you, um, and they're not very good, and they have nothing to lose. Right. So, and we talked about the recruiting before the Wake Forest game. Well. State blew that one, and so now to win, they need to win really both of these to help with in-state recruiting, yeah. which they seem to be doing a lot better at. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it'll affect this year, but right. it would definitely give Chapel Hill a boost. I think it would help them more than it hurts NC State. Right. And you're not really competing with ECU for recruits, but you know I agree with what you're saying. You know It's big, and it would be a big momentum shift in the state for Chapel Hill to win this game. I really think so. Yeah. State's had all the momentum for the last two years. Uh, and I think one loss to such a bad team would would take it away. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important. That's the only argument you could make about this game being circled is because you have so much momentum. Like this, the only reason this game scares me is because they're so bad. Right. If they weren't so bad, it would be like, well, you just lost another game. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that about does it. You have a prediction or no? Uh, I like the thirty-one for state, but I'm gonna go like thirty-one twenty. 31-21, something in there, I think. Yeah. I don't think any time Carolina gets inside the red zone, I think they're just going to score a touchdown. They're, yeah, but uh, I think State's going to keep them not in their own half of the field or however you want to say that yeah. for most of the game. So I think the secondary, which is obviously State's weakness, it's not going to get exposed too much. Right. And uh, I think that helps a lot. Talk about basketball for a couple minutes. I don't really have much to say, honestly. I mean, State's just been crushing teams. Yep. I think we've only – last podcast was after the first game. State did more of the same um, in the next two games. On Saturday, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of the game. Did you watch I any? just watched the condensed version on YouTube yeah. a couple hours ago, so got the little gist of it. I mean, I was surprised what they start 15 to nothing yeah. jump and then kind of just kind of stalled out there, it seemed like, and was I, only up nine. and then But then yeah. finished the half really well, and that kind of led into the second half, you know, I playing think- comfortably. I think the team's the team's probably bored at this point. Yeah. I mean they've just they have yet to play even a halfway decent team. Yep. Um so I definitely think that boredom could be a part of it, which I don't know. I mean I didn't like the schedule before the season. I really don't like it right now. But you play Wake uh not Wake Forest, Wisconsin in eight days. Right. And so that's gonna be a big jump up in competition. Um and the non conference schedule's gonna get a lot better. Uh, at least against the Power 5 teams, so we'll see. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think much has changed from the first two days. I like State's depth. I like um, there's a lot of scoring options. My question is who's going to score the ball in a close game? Right. Who are you going to go to when you need a bucket? 
Um, I'm very impressed that all 10 of them right now seem like they could all, they're so well like mixed and blended. They could all 10, any five of them could start and any five of them can play with any yeah. five of them just about. Yeah. And they're still going to be productive. Obviously coach Keats is working on which five's the most productive and where he can throw in subs to keep productivity up. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I like the team. I think it's for sure an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. Um, top half of the ACC, which, I mean, if you look around top half of the ACC, that that's, yep. you're probably a top 25 what, six team. teams in the top, what, 18, 20 right yeah. now this week. So, yeah. So if you're in the top half, you're probably a, at least a six, seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Right. So eight, nine no, at the lowest. Yeah. There's no shame in that. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else about basketball. No, me neither. I mean, they haven't played anybody. Right. There's no way to know. I keep getting asked how good is State, and I was like, honestly, I don't really know. So yeah, I mean they're they're not bad. I think we can right. can assume that they're not a bad team. Um, rebounding, I think, could be an issue, but right. at the same time, they have wings, and the wings are really good rebounders. Yeah. So we'll see what happens against a bigger team, but. Um, I think if they're able to control the ball, and the, I think they've had a few more turnovers than I'd like to this point. Um, but also that's the style they play fast, and you're going to have turnovers when you're playing fast. You have to make decisions really quickly. Yeah. So, But if they're able to limit those turnovers and get uh, shooting percentages up just a little higher, uh, yeah, I think they'll do really well in conference play. I think the turnovers, at least defensively, you're not forcing as many turnovers as you'd like because when you face better teams, they're not going to turn the ball over as much. Right. And I, I think State would like to force a few more turnovers. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Anything else? Uh, not for this week. I mean, yeah. there's everything on this week. Tiger field play, football, basketball, yeah. anything else. High school football is getting ramped up, so that's pretty basketball awesome. Basketball is on all day, too, which is pretty neat. Uh, Maui Invitational. Who do you have, Tiger Phil? Is that this week? Yeah, it's Friday. Uh, I don't keep up with enough golf. No? Probably go Tiger. but Yeah, I think you have to go with Tiger the way he's playing. But any one day, Phil could decide to play really well. And keep up with them, so I think it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tiger came back. Which tournament was it that he came back and was really good? I mean, he played really well the second half of the season. And the just major, about every what tournament. major was it, though? Where everybody was like, oh, man, Tiger's back. Uh, the PGA. The PGA. Yeah, I yeah. think he got third or fourth, and then he won the last, uh, what's it called? The I forgot what it was called. At East Lake, the tour championship, he won, gotcha. the, won the tournament, lost the championship. Uh, but the way he came back, he's playing really well, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Tiger. What okay. day is that? Friday. Is it just 18 holes? or Match play, yep. So. All right, well, maybe we'll talk about that again next week. Um, we'll definitely recap football. Um, depends on what day we record or whether or not we talk about basketball, I guess. Yeah. Wisconsin's on Tuesday. So. That's right. Um, but it's away at 9 p.m. Maybe we sneak in here before the game. I don't uh, know. Yeah, that's true, actually. We may do that. All right, that'll do it for us. For Thomas Overton, I'm Ethan Barry. Thanks for listening to another edition of The Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu/sports.